Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Owen. With me, as usual, is my guy, Donald Thomas. And today, we got a great preview show for you. Oh, man. Feeling really high after the game this past Sunday with the victory over the Ravens. Now we got to look forward towards a home game. Great, finally, after two road games, undefeated road games, mind you. We get to come home back at Lucas Oil Stadium and face Matt Stafford, (laughs) Aaron Donald, and the Rams. Donald, uh, man, what, what what's your feelings heading up into this game upcoming? I mean, I feel good. I think the coach should feel good. I think coach fans should feel good, confident about this game here. You know, coming off of a of a tough you know win on the road um, to come home and, and face a team that, in my opinion, is a shell of what they used to be. And they, you know, like we should be excited about this game. This is definitely a winnable football game this week. Oh, absolutely. We're going to get into uh, the nitty gritty, uh, some key matchups, look at the injury report, things of that nature. But before we do, I just want to remind everyone, the BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, NFL, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember, use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. So, heading into the game, obviously, the biggest question for the Indianapolis Colts was, is Anthony Richardson going to be able to play? Is Ryan Kelly going to be able to play? Those are big, two big-time starters on this team. And yesterday... Both of them got full practice, which is huge in the concussion protocol. That means possibly today they could get cleared and we're good to go. Um, obviously, we haven't heard anything yet because we are recording on a Thursday morning. Uh, but I'm fully expecting both these guys to be able to get out and be able to play on Sunday. Um, how important is it for to, to see Anthony Richardson and Ryan Kelly on the field against the Rams? Well, I mean, like I said before, for you guys, you know, for new listeners, um, you know, both our starting quarterbacks should be back on the field. And when I say that, I'm saying, you know, Anthony Richardson as our as our QB one, and then you know, Ryan Kelly as the starting center is basically QB one point five, in my opinion, right? Those are the two guys that control the offense and get them going in the right direction. So to get both those guys back. Um, to have both those guys out is huge, right? So to get them both back at the same time will be even better for the offense to come back together. So I'm excited, man. This is a, a great opportunity for them to get back both on the field and get comfortable, um, you know, back into running this offense. It's, it's going to be great for the Colts. In my opinion, um, look, I, I like Gardner Minshew, but Anthony, I, I, he's he's accurate. He's smart. He's a veteran. He, he knows how to take care of the football. He doesn't turn it over. Uh, but Anthony Richardson just brings a different element to the offense, right? And he's young. He needs the experience so that he can get better as the season progresses, right? And that's that's important. But to me, against the Rams, the biggest important thing is getting Ryan Kelly out there. If he's good to go, I can't wait to see him because there's a guy 
It's going to be on the other side of that line of scrimmage, right? That he Ryan Kelly is going to see every single snap, right? I, I get that he's a defensive tackle, but generally you're going to double team, right? Donald Tom or Aaron Donald, yeah. sorry, not <laughs> Donald Tom. You get double teams a lot too, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Aaron Donald's going to get double teams a lot. I I got a feeling, and when it happens, because of Ryan Kelly's position, whether Donald Thomas is sitting on the left side of him or the right side. Aaron of Donald, him, I know what you mean, though. I know. I keep saying it, and I keep flipping it. I'm just say Donald. Your name as just say late, Donald. Man. You'll be good. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just say Donald. I, uh, you can't go wrong. That's awesome. So Aaron Donald's going to be left side or right side of him. It's going to be important for him to be out there. I'd much rather see him than the backup. Uh, in Wesley French against Aaron Donald. I mean, exactly. I mean, you'll take that matchup any day of the week. Um, and so you definitely want to get, you know, Ryan Kelly back out there. You know, uh, my opinion is, you know, Aaron Donald hasn't been Aaron Donald that won the Super Bowl and got that sack, you know, to win the, to, to sew up the game. Um, we can get into that for another discussion, but, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, offensive lines have done to scheme to slow him down, right? And so sliding the center to his way or making sure that, you know, we slide the whole line to wherever he's at, you know, to just give some extra help. Um, and, then, you know, there are times where it's one-on-one and guys got to win their matchup and they're getting paid big money too to be out there to be able to block this guy. Um, but he is definitely is a dominant force in the middle and you got to be able to control him. I think he's way more productive in the, in the pass game than the run game. Um, I don't see a, a reason why we – I think we should absolutely run the ball at Aaron Donald, wear him down, because um, he's not as effective in the run game. If you watch him, you know, he likes to jump out of gaps and, like, you know, like move. And, like, that sometimes goes, you know, a detriment to his success sometimes because he jumps out of a gap and the ball goes in that gap, right? And so, like – and he's not a heavy guy. He's, like, you know, barely 290-something. Like, in the when you look at it from an offensive line standpoint – when I look, used to look at a at a at a game plan and look at the the uh, the roster, the scouting report. I saw a guy that was two ninety five. I'm like, oh yeah, we could run the ball at him all day. As opposed to a guy that's three twenty three thirty, you're like, oh shoot, he's gonna be a load in there, right? So, run the ball, at Aaron Donald. Well, I'm glad that we got Ryan Kelly back to kind of navigate the waters and make sure that we get some double teams on him whenever we can to slow him down. Absolutely. Speaking of the running game. Oh my goodness, I just saw a stat that was dropped by the Indianapolis Colts, and I'm shocked. Zach Moss, the running back, has played two games, two games this year, and has more forced missed tackles than anyone else in the NFL right now. Holy cow, that's huge. Because quite frankly, outside of Aaron Donald on this defense uh, for the Rams, I'm not overly impressed with everybody I see out there, right? There's some decent guys, but you know, Aaron Donald's the only name that I see. Now, all these guys, they're professionals. They get paid. <laughs> you know, I understand that. But I feel like the Colts could really run the football against this defense. And you just stated that earlier about running it at Donald. So, um, you know, is that is that something that you would, you would say should be a, a main focus for the Colts heading into this game? You know, running the football this whole year is going to be a main focus for the Colts, establishing that run game, you know, and I think that this is a game of like last week I said with Baltimore, you know, I want to see them get outside the tackles. Right. Um, Because, I, you know, there's yards to be had when you get outside of those big burly guys and first play the game that run outside the tackles. Right. 
and there it is. I'm like, oh man, I wish I, I was like, I'm about to call you up and hop on the that line. Was a beautiful cut back. On YouTube. It oh was, man, it was perfect. <sighs> this is a game now here where I'm saying run downhill, run the ball downhill at them. If you if you watch what, what's how Cincinnati attacked them, there's a lot of downhill runs, right? A lot of gap scheme plays downhill at them. They couldn't hold up. They were just getting three, four yards a pop. And I, I don't think the coach should, you know, deviate from that plan. They watch film. They see where the holes are in the defense. No pun intended, but there's holes up, up in the middle uh, that they can attack. And, and, and those linebackers, that linebacking core is a group of guys, I feel like, that they come up and they they, they put their nose where it shouldn't be sometimes. And um, so they just get in bad spots. But I think running the ball downhill inside the tackles is going to be a key, key, um, you know, uh, emphasis on this, this week's uh, game. Absolutely. If you run the ball downhill at a team, that's going to force them to fill that box with an extra guy, whether it be a safety or something of that nature. And that's when you can utilize Anthony Richardson in this pass game, especially on deep shots. Colts took a couple deep shots against the Ravens. Didn't exactly work out, right? Some good defensive play call uh, plays, especially by the corner on the Alec Pierce down the sideline. Uh, but it was there, right? And and in this situation, I feel like you could do it again. And this time, it'll be Anthony Richardson throwing the football. And in college, that's what he was good at, right? He yeah. was dying. He was money on deep shots. So this is a game that the I, I feel like the Indianapolis Colts. You run that ball downfield, uh, you know, down down the defense's throat, so to speak. And this could be that first game where the Indianapolis Colts and Anthony Richardson could really open up downfield shots uh, this season. Yeah. You know, run the ball effectively, and now we can open up the play-action pass. And I think now we get a chance to, if we can start running the ball, we get into that shot that shot zone I call, take a shot between the, 40s and the 40 and the 40. We get in that little shot zone, play-action pass get a ball over the over the top of the safety because now their eyes are in the backfield because they're so used to us running the ball so effectively. And there it is, Michael Pittman, you know, 60-yard touchdown pass. I'm calling it right now, Colts fans. I see it. I feel it. I'm calling it, right? 60-yard touchdown pass, first big play, first, the you know, explosive play of the year for, um, you know, Pittman and Richardson connection. Um, I got to come up with a little nickname for that too, right? But – uh yeah, no, par or something like that. I don't know. Raps. I don't know. We'll, we'll come up with that. But what I'm saying is like, you know, like there's going to be some type of big plays to be had once the run game really gets established and people got to have to respect it, right? You got to, if you respect it, it's play action passes there all game because you don't know what it's going to be, right? So it's so, that's why I said all year this year to help Anthony Richardson out is establishing the run game, right? Establishing the run game. Absolutely. And one of the things that I have, um, you know, it's, it's been harped on um, all year uh, is, you know, protecting the football, the turnover ratio, right? Uh, the team that wins the turnover ratio usually wins, what, 83% of the time or some crazy Somehow number like, like that. that. You know, mm -hmm. so you absolutely have to protect the football and get turnovers on defense. So let's flip over to the defense right now, who's second in the NFL in forced fumbles and fumble recoveries. Not as many interceptions, but boy, those guys go after the football. They go after strip sacks. They rip the ball out of guys' hands as they're running down the sideline looking for a touchdown, you know, things of that nature, yeah. touchdown-saving plays. Um, how important is it going to be this game? Uh, do, do, do you think that the uh, the Anthony Richardson will be able to, 
you know, not just Anthony Richardson, but the team in itself, you know, be able to play safe. Cause you're talking about taking shots downfield. Sometimes those shots aren't safe plays, right? Right. No, well, I'm saying from a standpoint of to start to be able to take a shot or two, like don't get, don't like, like I'm not, we're not going to just, uh, you know, say Anthony, this is uh this is Gainesville and go out there and do your thing. Right. We're not saying that. What we're saying is we're going to get, we're opening it up to give you a chance to showcase your, your ability to be able to throw the ball downfield. Right. Like we got a thoroughbred in the stable and we're over here just trotting. We're just waiting to freaking, you know, let him out and let him go. He's ready to run, but you're like, you got to crawl before you walk, right? You got to walk before you run. And so like, we just, you can't just let him, he's got to, he's, he's still got to understand like these guys, this is in college where you could just expose a safety or two because he just can't keep up. Like everybody can keep up in the NFL. So what all I'm saying is, is that we just have to be able to, you know, do one thing well to help him out to be able to do his thing and while we while we drafted him, why were everyone so high on him from a you know athletic athleticism standpoint, you know, but you know, defense is 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 key. Like defense is key for Anthony's success. Whether people under, like truly realize that or not, the defense is what's going to help Anthony out tremendously. Um and I'll let you, you know, navigate those waters when we get to it, but they're gonna be key uh getting after the quarterback this week. That's a great segue because I am ready to go talk about the Indianapolis Colts defense right now. Oh, my goodness. Before we get in too hard into it, I want to talk about uh, the injury reports because I feel like this really favors the Indianapolis Colts right now. Um, the Colts right now, there there is one injury for the Colts fans to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, we discussed this a little bit before we started recording. That was DeForest Buckner. Uh, fresh on the injury report, not practicing on Wednesday with a groin injury. And that could be two different things, right? That, you know, I'll let you go ahead and explain that. Yeah. Well, I told you, right. Don't look too much into that injury. Um, you know, veteran guys. And like, I, I spent some time in the training room as some people may know. Um, but as you just progress your career, teams know what they're going to get out of their veteran guys. And when a guy comes in early in the season, middle of the season, doesn't matter. He's a veteran guy and he's got a tweak of some sort. And it's Wednesday or Tuesday getting treatments like, you know, you're not going to practice on Wednesday because we need you on Sunday. I know what I'm going to get out of you. I can trust it. I know you're going to know the game plan. You're going to watch film. I know you're not going to be a distraction during practice on the sidelines. Let's let you get healthy because I need you on Sunday. I don't need you on Wednesday. You've proven yourself. So I tell people all the time, like, don't look too much into that injury report when you start seeing veteran guys up there or you have a thoroughbred up, like I guarantee Tyreek Hill comes in and said that, you know, his, 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 he didn't get enough sleep and he just has a headache. Oh, okay. Well, you go home on Wednesday. Cause we know what we get out of you on Sunday. So it's no different. A guy like divorce, divorce Buckner is one of those guys where if he says he has something, you're like, go ahead and rest. Cause I need you Sunday. Absolutely. Yeah. Just pay attention to what it looks like on Friday. Right. Right. I mean, yep. Watch, watch, watch the injury report for Friday, Wednesday and Thursday. Not so not so big of an importance. Uh, however, when you flip over to the Rams injury report on offense, there's two very, very big injuries that, um, you know, with no practices that you have to keep an eye on. Alaric Jackson, their starting left tackle, who missed last week to the, uh, due to his hamstring, also missed yesterday, right? Has not practiced yet. That's huge. That is absolutely huge. And then a fresh face, a fresh face on this injury report for the Rams is tight end Tyler Higby. 
and he's dealing with an Achilles uh, injury, and he has not practiced. And if without him, boy, Tyler Higby, I know that he's not considered a top five tight end in the NFL, but to me, Tyler Higby is very similar to like what the Colts had in Jack Doyle. You know, a very good blocker with a a, a safety blanket kind of you know for his yeah. quarterback, right? Yeah, I mean. The tight end position is, I don't know how people really understand that, is so important to the success of your offense. So mm-hmm. when you see a player like Tyler Higby, he's not going to light up the stat sheet with receptions and receiving yards and all that kind of stuff. But look at the run game, right? When you're in that personnel where, you know, you got two tight ends on the field or even one tight end on the field and you're still effective in, with the run game because he's a key part on the front side of that run game, getting it going, he can, you know, he ha- he does he he sets great double teams with the tackles, you know. Then he's able to open up the pass game and get open. He's got short enough hands where Stafford feels comfortable with giving getting him some balls, you know, during the game. So that's huge. And and if you have a guy that comes in tight end that's that's not as good as a blocker, you know, if you look at the the scout report, there are other tight ends dealing with an Achilles injury as well. So you got your two starting tight ends that are down right now. Um, is huge as a huge, huge loss for their offense, right? And you, it'll show in the run game when they're forced to bring in that subpar, you know, tight end. They can't really block as well. And it's going to show, man. And you got those, the tackles, the tackles out. So, you know, I'm like, Quinny, that game, let's go. Let's get you two, two of those sacks this week, right? So, you know, this is looking good for the Colts defensively. Like, seriously, like, you know, the only my only thing is you gotta apply pressure to Matt Matthew Stafford. This is a veteran quarterback. This is a good quarterback. Like a lot of people, like I told people my whole career, like because I was in Detroit for a year, and I like tend to like to forget about that because that was actually probably the worst year of my life in 2010. But we won't even go there. But what I'm saying is, I always said, hey, Stafford is he's good. He's just stuck in Detroit. Like, mm-hmm. like Calvin Johnson got a lot of yards because of Matthew Stafford, and. Yep. You know, like, so it showed when he went to L.A., boom, Super Bowl, right? So you can't let him sit back there and just get comfortable. Make him move around. He's an Aaron Rodgers-less, Aaron Rodgers-like body type where if he gets a hit to the sidelines, we go because he's at that age now. He's getting a little fragile, too. If you notice, when he gets hit or he has to start running around, we got a hammy. We got this. We got that with him. So they got to get after him because he'll pick you apart if you just let him sit there. He's good. Oh, yes, he is. Uh, historically, with the Colts playing against him, he has he has uh, really utilized he, – he's taken the, the Colts' zone defensive scheme, which we have had since, you know, Matt Eberflus was here as the head coach, mm-hmm. and he has chewed up yardage. I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely chewed up yardage in a zone because, you know, if you can't get pressure on him, a veteran quarterback – will chew yardage up all day in a zone defense. Yeah. Uh, you got to get, like you said, you got to get pressure on him. You got to be able to force him to throw before he's ready, uh, make him make bad decisions. The one knock on Stafford that I can say is when he does have pressure on him, he can sometimes make really poor, oh shit decisions. You know mm-hmm. what I mean by that? Yeah, Where he's, yeah. he's, 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 he just, releases the football and tries to force something and that's where you can get a turnover or something yeah well and you also have to take into account which a lot of people don't really do sometimes is he's been behind a lot of bad offensive lines mm-hmm. so like some like you know like it's like ptsd or something like that right when you're 
Like he's ready to get rid of that football when he sees any opposite color coming at him. He just makes a bad throw because he has been behind guys that were kind of, you know, not as good, especially when he was in Detroit. Right. So he still makes those 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 bad decisions. Sometimes he might overthrow a ball pick. Right. You know, or just kind of throw it straight to the defender. He'd be like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Because he just has like that. I don't want to get hit like that again mentality. But, um, you know, he, he you know, that's been one of his like little knocks on him is that he does turn the ball over a little bit, you know, more than the average quarterback that you consider to be elite. And so that's kind of been one of those things where I'm like, yo, we got to get after him. You get after him and make him very, very uncomfortable early in the football game. He's going to be thinking about all those bad seasons you had before where he doesn't want to get hurt. And then you get him to run and then someone tees off on him. It's curtain call. He goes out the game. It's over. If, uh, if you were the DC, just put yourself in the DC position right now. Say you're, you know, a zone heavy, normally zone heavy defensive coordinator like Gus Bradley is, do you kind of almost repeat your performance from the Ravens and, and go a lot of blitz heavy kind of uh, play calls in this to, to try to rattle and, and, and keep Stafford off, off his line? Or do you start out with your, just your front four and see how they work out? No. Yeah. I start out, I start out with my front four trying to get pressure on them. I'm going to trust. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tee those guys up and make them understand how important is it how important it is for them to get after the quarterback because you got to think it's a different game plan this week just because we don't we're not dealing with a mobile quarterback right mm-hmm. so like we can kind of <clears throat> we can use our front four and have like that middle linebacker just sitting in the middle of the field when and if Stafford decides to take off we got a guy that's pretty much almost QB spying on him to you know take off and get him it's not going to be hard to run Matthew Stafford down so it's a different type of defensive approach, in my opinion. Let the front four get pressure, see what we can get. Now, if we can't get enough pressure, and he starts to pick the zone apart, we got to bring, we got to bring, we got to bring an outside, you know, linebacker blitz, or bring some up the middle, surprise them real quick, make him make a bad decision, you know, and play over the top of that. But I would definitely start off from the front four, just getting pressure right away, right away. All right, all right. I like, I like that. I like that. I, I feel like you should. I feel the same way, you know, see what the front four is able to do on their own. Uh, yeah. The first few drives, you know, two, three drives, see if you're able to, to get an edge over there. I love the Samson Ibukam uh, on yeah. the edge. He's, he's been having a great, great start of this season as well, especially against a backup left tackle. I think that's going to be great. Uh, DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart up the gut. Oh my goodness. Stop the run. That way you force them to pass. Make sure you get them into third and longs, you know, your third and eights, your third and sixes, stuff like that. That yeah. way you can tee off and get after them. Um, well, I think it's time for prediction mode, and I'm just going to turn it right on over to you. Let's see what your prediction is. We both chose the Thank Ravens you. last week. I wonder oh, if that's going to happen. <laughs> um, so here I'm, I'm going Colts this game. All right. And I'm going, I'm going, I'm going 21 17 Colts. Um, I think this is a game where it's going to be a, a defensive showdown towards the end of the game where whoever's defense prevails stops them. I just have this feeling that, you know, I feel like the Rams will have a late drive and the Colts are going to show up on defense and shut them down. And Lucas Oil is going to go nuts. Um, so I just feel like it's going to be a relatively not, it's not a, you know, 70 to 20 game. But it's going to be, you know, three scores for us, three scores for them. And I'm saying 21-17 Colts. I'm going to go out on a lit. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go way out there. All right. 
Um, so the Colts are favored by one and a half in this game. Well, right now it's Colts. even. Oh, it, just, it moved to even now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Let's see. Yesterday it was one and a half. Yeah, it moved uh, to even yesterday morning. As of right now, I just checked it out. It's even. With the with the injury report and the matchup, I like this matchup for the Colts. I got mm-hmm. 31-17. Okay. Right. I got 31-17. And I think okay. it late I, I feel like in the fourth quarter it's going to be 28 to 10. And then the Colts will go zone, you know, and kind of give up some yards, give up a point, but the offense will get a field goal or something with attack on top of it. And they'll, you know, you know, that prevent eat clock type deal. You'll hear the craziness of Colts fans. What are you doing? I do that sometimes. Too. Uh, you know, it is what it is. But the Colts walk away with a very convincing victory, in my opinion, in this game. Okay. I'm with you on that. I mean, a win is a win, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I just I don't I don't see this Rams team being able to stop. If Anthony Richardson plays and we have some of those, you know, RPOs where Anthony Richardson takes off. I don't think they have the guys to stop him. You know, I, I feel like he could he could break some yardage here. It's not about the guy stopping him. It's about him taking hits like yeah, Cam Newton. There were there were guys that couldn't stop Cam Newton, but they still hit him with, with like whenever they oh, could absolutely. to like, hurt him. And so oh, like, that's what I'm, that's what I'm worried about. Like I'm just from a player standpoint. Like, I just know that these guys are going to be like, yo, I'm not letting this big dude just run around the field. I'm going to get my head off on him. I just I feel that. like if if the Colts are able to run downfield with Zach Moss the way you say, mm-hmm. I feel like him holding it on, a, on an RPO and taking off, there will be times when you're going to see Anthony Richardson in the open field running. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Get what I'm saying? So yeah, 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 yeah. You know, expect a couple big runs by, by Anthony Richardson, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sh- should he slide or run out of bounds if someone gets near him? Hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like there's going to be a, a, a at least a couple big open field runs for him. Yeah, I think that's going to do it here for us at Believe in Colts. Uh, I'm Lawrence Owen. That was Donald Thomas. This was Believe in Colts, brought to you by Bet Online. And as usual, go Colts! Go Colts! Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.